Spring in the mountains of Moravec was about as predictable as a tired two-year-old child in a house of wonders, or so it seemed to Greleth as he picked his way between patches of half-melted snow. Today the sun was warm and bright, and he could hear birds singing and water rushing over rock. Tomorrow night might bring a sky as gray as the stone beneath him and snow on a bitter wind. He paused to look around, then turned toward a clump of firs on the mountain's shoulder. As he climbed, his steps grew slower. Not because of the slope, after two years in the mountains, he had become used to long walks and steep ascents. The duty waiting at the end of his journey was the burden that held him back. He had never met the Salvin family, but he had seen other Silhar receive similar news, and he could predict their reaction. No tears, no horrified denials, no wails of grief— only a short silence and a white look about the lips of the husband or wife or child who offered ale and perhaps a little fruit to the bearer of the unwelcome message. Greleth found that look harder to bear than weeping. On the far side of the firs he stopped again, peering about for the next landmark and hoping he would recognize it for what it was when he saw it. He ought to be glad the Silhar finally trusted him enough to tell him the locations of their homes and the hidden routes to their doors, but he wished they could be persuaded to write things down. A map would make visits such as this one so much easier. But the only maps the Silhar kept were large-scale ones, fine for tracing a route from Kithalunel to Sierran or locating Morlang Isle, but useless for short local trips. He saw a boulder that fit the description he had been given and started toward it with a long-suffering sigh. Ten minutes and two landmarks later he came on the house at last. He saw it suddenly, almost as if it had materialized by magic out of the mountainside while he was not attending. The cliff that sheltered it curved around two sides, blending smoothly into the weathered gray boards. The Salvans probably had a storeroom or two carved into the rock, Growlith thought. Then he blinked and looked at the house more carefully, and his heart sank. The building stood on a stone ledge. Half a flight of wooden steps led up to the door. There was no porch. The windows were narrow slits, and from where he stood to the foot of the steps, he could see no stone nor tree nor shrub large enough to provide shelter for a man. This family kept to the old ways. His task was going to be worse than he had thought. Growlith sighed. There was no point in putting it off. His boots made solid thudding noises against the weathered boards of the steps as he climbed up to the door, and his knock echoed them. To his surprise, the door opened almost at once. You came! I didn't think you'd get here until tomorrow or the day after at the earliest! The speaker, a beautiful red-haired woman of perhaps twenty, broke off when she saw Growlith and I blink later, a thick-bladed, sharp-looking knife appeared in her hand. Who are you? My name is Gralith. I'm from the Island of the Moon, now acting as a representative for the Emperor of Sierran, Gralith said, carefully keeping his hands motionless and in view. The woman nodded, and the knife vanished. The worried expression on her face remained, and Gralith wondered whether she had some premonition of the reason for his coming. I've seen you in Kelmartin a time or two, she said, motioning him to come inside. Sorry for the fuss, I thought you were someone else. I gathered, Growlith said, entering.